will the ghosts of Patriots past have an impact on their future? Better yet, will they have an impact on their present? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L and while you're out there showing some much-deserved love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, as always, thank you for joining me here today. A special shout-out, a heartfelt shout-out, as always, to all of you Locked On everydayers out there, all of you Locked On Patriots loyalists, those of you who make this pod possible, my unending appreciation to you. I'm honored, I'm humbled by your support each and every day. And Pats fans, today on Locked On Patriots, I have the pleasure of welcoming not just one, not even two, but three of the top Patriots historians in the business today. That's right, folks. It's going to be a fun episode, a special episode here on Locked On Patriots. You might say that my guests today are the caretakers of the untold, as in the untold Patriot Stories podcast. The triumvirate of hosts of that podcast join me here today on the pod. Bob Heilberg, author of Total Patriots. Folks, it's a tremendous read. If you haven't had the chance to check this out, please do so. Also joined by Scott Kruzak, Dave Usher, and they will lend their wisdom and counsel to the pod by discussing the Patriots OTA session from Wednesday. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, Joe Judge, no topic is left unsaid. And they're going to actually inject a little bit of historical context into this discussion today. And with that historical insight, they're going to enlighten us on how this is preparing them for the upcoming 2023 Patriots season. What do they think of the Patriots offense? What do they think of the defense, the special teams, the coaching? Myself and my three esteemed guests today, Bob Scott and Dave, are going to break it all down for you. So without further ado, let's welcome in the hosts of the Untold Patriot Stories here today on Locked On Patriots. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, in the spirit of your team, what better way can we celebrate your favorite team in Foxborough than with three of the greatest Patriots historians I've ever had the privilege of meeting in Ooh. this walk of life? They are the triumvirate of hosts of Untold Patriot Stories podcast. Three of the great guys you'll ever meet as well. Bob Heilberg, Scott Kruzak, Dave Usher. Gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Patriots. Long time coming. So happy to welcome you here to the pod. Well, thanks for having us on, Mike. Appreciate it. Looking forward Absolutely. to it. Yeah, glad to be <laughs> thanks, here. Mike. Absolutely. And uh, gentlemen, you know, 
I, I really feel like I'm in the presence of Patriots historical royalty right now. And I truly am, <laughs> folks. If you ever listen to Untold Patriot Stories, I guarantee you, you will love this listen. Do not miss an opportunity to check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And something that we're all waiting for right now, and that is a prognostication on the 2023 New England Patriots. <laughs> After the season that the Patriots had in 2022, everybody is looking to clear the slate and move forward. We've heard Bill O'Brien talk about it. Matt Jones joined us at OTAs on Wednesday and talked about clearing that slate and moving forward. So in the interest of moving forward, Scott, I'm going to start with you. Um, the Patriots offense clearly struggled in 2022 under the direction of Matt Patricia, just a regression in most statistical categories. Patriots, unfortunately, looked extremely uncomfortable, as did Matt Jones. Um, and we're starting to see indications that this team may be on the rebound. Bill O'Brien coming in, really establishing himself as the alpha in the room. Mac looks to be more comfortable. Things look to be a little bit more cohesive. But you know as well as I that practices only tell you so much. And a lot of times what you need to do is take a look at where the Patriots have been in order to determine where they're going. Based on what you've seen historically with the Patriots, bouncing back after adversity, especially under Bill Belichick, what are you looking to see in this Patriots offense this year? And do you believe we'll see a better product than we did last season? Well, I think if you just look at it from from the point of view of having Bill O'Brien in charge of the offense, I, I think there's no way that it it can't be any better. Mm-hmm. Um, but by all by all reports today at the at the OTA today, uh, it was it was noted that Bill O'Brien was kind of left to himself, and you know Bill Belichick wasn't in his ear, so that the offense is truly his. Uh, I think if you remember back to last year, the reports coming out were that Belichick was in the ear of. Um, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge um, a lot of the time. So I, I would think just by that alone, if you're giving it to Bill O'Brien, who who's done it before and ran an effective offense, I think if you're just giving it to him to run it and not get involved and kind of have a hands-off approach, I think, you know, that that's one step in the right direction. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is the offense really hasn't changed much from last year. I mean, they added Mike Kosecki, mm-hmm. but uh, other than that, uh, there's really not a lot of difference. I guess the biggest improvement would have to come from Mac Jones. Um, you know, he, I think this year he needs to be much more of a leader. Uh, I think he needs to, you know, show his presence and, you know, being in charge of the team on the field. I think the outburst that he had on the sidelines last year, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think helped his leadership, you know, situation at all. So, I mean, I guess my one concern would be, I mean, it looks like we got, you know, a stud cornerback in the draft, but we, we really didn't address the offense. And I, and I really think that Mac Jones needs one of those special weapons that every offense that's, that's a special offense or a good offense in the NFL, you know, they all have one. I mean, we had, you know, Diggs and Buffalo, um, you know, the, the, every team that does anything on offense has one of those, and we don't. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is out there right now, and the word is it's a, it'll take 10 to $13 million to get him. You know, he might be a little bit past his prime, but he needs one, just one of those main guys because we really don't know, you know, what we have. I mean, Bourne could be that guy, but, you know, he ended up in the doghouse last year. So even though he put up some good numbers in games, he was relegated to the bench. So he got Bourne, um, you, you know, I, you, you have Gasecki that they added. You got Hunter Henry, um, you know, Devontae Parker, right? I mean, I don't know who... Mm-hmm. Uh, who else are you 
you know, who's the, who's the main guy, you know, who's that guy that can, you know, they have to double or, you know, it has that breakaway speed down the field. You know, I guess, you know, we're going to find that out this year, right? Absolutely. I think that's a fair point. I mean, you look at the New England Patriots, they don't have that take the top off defense type receiver or that number one caliber receiver that has not just the prowess on the field, but also the reputation to go along with it. And I know some of the listeners are probably going to scoff when I say that, but reputation does count. A name like DeAndre Hopkins, even though he may be missing the step in terms of his speed, he's still a contested catch machine and someone that can automatically command the attention of a defense just by walking on the field. So I agree with you. I think there is a concern there. Bob, all right, I'll throw the question to you now. With the New England Patriots and the way they're currently constituted when it comes to this offense, Scott mentioned some names, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki coming in, obviously Hunter Henry coming back for another tour of duty. Obviously, Kendrick Bourne is someone we talked about. Tyquan Thornton looked phenomenal out on the field on Wednesday during OTAs. Is this a concern for the New England Patriots right off the bat? The draft picks uh, that we picked up, I mean, I know they're rookies, but uh, I'm hearing some, you know, good things about some of these guys. Uh, we got two guys, uh, KB, you know, Bourne and uh, Boutte, or whatever, how you pronounce his name. You know? <laughs> and then we got Double D, uh, Demario Douglas. I mean, so I like I like some of the, the, the fun names that are out there and, uh, you know, you know, one of the guys that I really want to look for is, uh, you know, we used to have Steve Martin on the defensive line, and now we got Bill Murray on the team. So, you know, we're we're hoping that you know we we can bring some some levity and some uh, some some fun to the offensive line now. So uh, I'm excited, but you know, the offensive line is, is a big concern for me. I mean, the receivers are going they're going to be fine. Just give Mac a chance to to uh, throw the ball downfield and. I think Hunter Henry is is due for a, a comeback, and and Juju I think is gonna get in the end zone. And um, uh, Jacoby just didn't get into the end zone. Let's get some guys in the end zone. Let's put some points up. Yeah, without question. I'm so glad that you mentioned Juju because in a lot of ways he is sometimes I think the forgotten man in this offense, and it's odd to say that because he was one of the more high-profile free agent acquisitions the Patriots made, but I think a lot of people are forgetting his prowess in adding yards after the catch. His ability to do last year, what you, like you said, Jacoby unfortunately could not do, wasn't that he wasn't capable of providing solid uh, you know, pass-catching ability from Mac Jones, it just wasn't his game. And that's where Mac is at his best. The receiver gets under the defense, and then from that point, it puts the the, uh, the receiver in a position to add yards after the catch. That's where Bill O'Brien is at his best. That is where Mac Jones is at his best. And you mentioned the offensive line, and I'm glad that you did. And, Dave, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will put you on the spot. The Patriots <laughs> okay. obviously had their offensive line struggles last season. Isaiah Wynn just did not round into form in the tackle position switch. Trent Brown had an up gone. and down season. <laughs> you and I think a lot of people out there in Patriots Nation, but uh, he's been maligned on this podcast. And you know what? We're going to wish Isaiah the best of, of luck in Miami. And sure thing. Just it's leave not it New that. England. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just save for two games per year. Um, but bottom line, the Patriots have chosen not to go with high-profile uh, replacements at the tackle position this year. A lot of people thought they'd go that direction in the uh, NFL draft. They did not. Riley Rafe, Calvin Anderson, two solid veterans that are going to come in, provide good minutes for you, but they're not game changers at the position. How worried are you about this offensive line protecting Mac Jones? Because as good as he looked on Wednesday throwing the ball, 
if he's not getting the time he needs to complete passes, we might be doomed to see a repeat of 2022. And I know no one in Patriots Nation wants to see that. No, that's a you know great point. I mean, you know, um, I, first of all, I think Scott was on his best behavior because Scott's uh, that you threw him with a topic he usually <laughs> likes to um, expound on in maybe a little bit of a negative way. But so, um, and one of those uh, being Mac Jones. Um, you know, Mac Jones. I, I've kind of said that I give him a pass for last year. I don't think he he had a fair. Um, it wasn't a fair thing to judge him on with, with what he was working with, in my opinion. Um, so this is a make or break year for him. And he's not the, I bring that up because I say he's not the most mobile guy in the world world to get back to your question. He needs that protection. Um, as you mentioned, we addressed it with, with a few um, free agent people. Um, you know, they took a couple of guards in the draft, but what I think with the biggest change is going to come about there is with the, the hiring of Adrian Clem. Mm. I think um, that's going to be a big piece of it. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to have on our podcast or an upcoming um, show that we've we've taped already. Dante Skanekia recently um, asked him about his thoughts on Clem, um, you know, and he gave him his stamp of approval. So while I like to think I appreciate all his accolades at the beginning that we know a lot about the Patriots. I'm going to I'm going to default to Dante in his 34 years of experience with the team um, <laughs> to say that, um, you know, he interestingly enough, I won't, you know, people come, come watch the podcast when we, when we post it. But one mm -hmm. of the things he said was not only did he, you know, get to see him as a player, he got to see him as a coach. He went down there and checked him out. And at the end of it, he said to him, and I'll clean this up a little bit. Wow. Adrian, you're a bigger a-hole than I was as a, as an offensive line coach. <laughs> and that was meant in a complimentary way. Um, so, uh, you know, he really, one of his things he said was he really, runs a tight ship and gets these guys together. So if they do have some flexibility and you saw by the OTAs today, you had guys, you know, doing different positions. I mean, obviously Brown was out, so they needed some, some, um, some people over at left tackle. They experimented a little bit with that today. So if they can have some flexibility there. Um, hopefully that, that they can give the time that Mac needs. Yeah, great point. Uh, Michael Wainu and Trent Brown both absent from the field on Wednesday, and Wainu uh, definitely was expected. Trent Brown, you kind of have to expect that early on, especially when you're talking about his age, the position that he plays, injury history. You want to make sure he's as healthy as possible, mm -hmm. and I think that's exactly what the Patriots are doing right now. But once again, you bring that up and you bring up the wisdom and counsel of Dante Scarnecchia several times on this podcast. I've called him the ultimate consigliere of Patriot Nation. You ever need help? If you yeah, ever absolutely. need help, who is a better consigliere than Dante Scarnecchia? And definitely, folks, check that out on Untold Patriot Stories. I'm going to be first in line to check that out. Anytime Dante puts voice to microphone, it's gold. And with these gentlemen, it's even more gold. Folks, we have talked about the offense, but one of the biggest offseason acquisitions for the Patriots offensively was a new offensive coordinator. We've danced around the subject of Bill O'Brien a little bit. How's he going to work with Bill Belichick? How's he going to work with Adrian Clem? What does it mean for the Patriots on the field? And Gerard Mayo taking on a bigger role with the New England Patriots. Talking Patriots coaches and the defensive side of the ball when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
I know the NBA Finals might be leaving a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth if you are a green teamer, but it is still an exciting time of year, and there's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Pats fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Don't forget, tomorrow here on the pod, the illustrious Claire. Classy Claire Cooper joins me. We're going to be talking Patriots offense again. We're going to be talking about some tight end. Did you know it's Claire's favorite subject? And we're also going to be talking a little Mac Jones. It's But today, we continue to be honored by the presence, the wisdom, the counsel, Bob, Scott, Dave. Incredible stuff so far, gentlemen. And we talked a lot about the offense in the previous segment, but one of the Patriots' biggest offseason splashes was the move to bring in Bill O'Brien from Alabama, second to our duty here in New England as the offensive coordinator. So far, you're hearing all the right things. We spoke to Mac Jones after practice. He said that the offense feels comfortable. Uh, Bill is commanding the room. Uh, it feels like things are back to normal. Uh Things you want to hear your quarterback say, but things that you're a little unsettled that your quarterback had to say, which means that they were so out of sorts last year. But you know what? We're not going to talk about the past. We're going to focus (laughs) on the future. And we also talked to Bill Belichick, who had nothing but glowing things to say about Bill O'Brien. Bob, we'll start with you because we started with Scott in the previous segment. Uh, When you look at this team, the way the coaching staff is set up, primarily on offense right now with Bill, of course, obviously holding the the trump card, for lack of a better term. He is the top of the heap. But with Bill, with Adrian, like Dave said uh, last year, what does this coaching staff alignment tell you about the type of product we're going to see in New England in 2023? Well, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, the Patriots haven't won a playoff game in a long time. You know, it seems like decades ago, uh, even though it's been less than that. But we're so hungry for a playoff. So they really got to step it up, and they've got uh, – yeah, a really beginning of the season to really win a couple games and put themselves in the map. Um, I mean, I know Sports Illustrated is saying they're going to win the division. I mean, it's going to be a tough division. So uh, it's good that they're starting now and getting on the same page. And I'm excited about it because um, having Mac comfortable, I mean, that's the whole thing of the mindset uh, of having him comfortable and going out there and, and having that expertise of having Bill coach him before. Uh, and when Bill was here, you know, in 2011, I mean, we had two quarterbacks that uh, the passer rating was over 100. So if, if Zappi's got to step in, uh, you know, here and there, uh, I don't know that that's going to happen, but let's hope it doesn't. Let's give Zappi another year. But um, I think Mac being comfortable is is the whole thing. And and I'm excited about this season because th- those are two heavyweight guys, Bill and Bill, and uh, we need both of them to step it up. And the pressure's on them more than it has been for a long, long time to, to win and at least make the playoffs and win a playoff game. So uh, uh, there's a lot of people that are holding their breath that the, the Bill and Bills are going to pull this through. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys being the historians that you are, I don't need to tell you uh, the excitement level that it sends through football fans when you hear about the two Bills uh, doing their thing <laughs> at the top of the heap uh, and uh, coaching staff. Obviously, that was with the Giants, but um, they did a pretty good job here in their uh, couple of years in uh, New England as well here. But we're looking for more from these Bills without any question. We want the Patriots to get to the promised land this time. And Scott, that lends me quite nicely into my next question for you because – we hear a lot about the pressure on Bill O'Brien. Bob just talked about it and coming in, writing the ship, kind of clearing up the difficulties that they had with Matt Patricia last year and Joe Judge. And just was not an easy time uh, when it came to the Patriots offense. But bottom line, if we're looking at Bill Belichick right now, two out of the last three seasons missing the playoffs and People are talking about Bill potentially being on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, 71 years of age. We know that he's trying to chase Don Shula and get that record. But how much pressure realistically do you see on Bill Belichick this year in terms of having to perform? Could he possibly be on the hot seat? Well, he hit on a hot. He hit on a good one because there's a lot to talk about with this one too. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's funny to say that Bill Belichick, one of the, you know, the greatest coaches of all time would be on the hot seat. I think he, I think he, I think he might be, but there's a, there's a, um, there's a feeling out there that he's kind of, that he's kind of just, he has two years, you know, they're thinking it's going to take two years to break the record and he's just kind of coaching out the string. I, I, I think the Bill Belichick that we think of when they were winning the Super Bowls, I, I don't know if that's the Bill Belichick that we have anymore. And, and, and I hate to say that, but, but it's kind of the truth. Um, some of the decisions he's made, you know, you take last year as an example, I think that would be the most glaring one. Um, for somebody who says, you know, I'm going to do what's right for the team. I don't think anything he did last year was right for the team. Um, now you look at, you know, you look at this year and you, I guess you're always expecting, and I was listening to, to Felger and Maz today, and uh, you know they were saying, you know, so what do you what do you think about today? And um, and I, it was on Zolak and Bertrand too. Um, what do you think is going to happen today? And some people said, well, you know, this might be the year where he kind of talks to the media a little bit more, and he, you know, he says, you know, he takes some blame and all that stuff. And I think Zolak said, yeah, that that that's not going to happen. It's going to be the same old <laughs> same old Belichick and. You know, they said that there's there's probably not another coach in sports. And when, when they said this, I really never thought of this, but there's really not another coach in sports that could treat the press the way he treats the press and not give any answers. And that could be directed from from the owner, too. Um, you know, at some point, there has to be some humility to say, um, you know, last year, you know, I, I made you know, I made some decisions that adversely affected the offense. And, you know, we're not going to talk about that. But, you know, this year. You know, we've made some decisions to write that, you know, and I mean, the latest thing is this whole thing with Joe Judge. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever see such like a non-reaction to something where attention to detail has been a staple of the Patriots for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there was absolutely no reaction to losing two OTAs for something that Joe Judge did scheduling two two meetings in the, in the same day over eight hours i think is what the what the rule was um i mean this is somebody that i mean in all honesty mike he shouldn't even be here this year yeah he shouldn't even be on the coaching staff this year after last year and from from what a lot of people say there's not a lot of people that respect him other than bill belichick 
And then on TV, he says today, well, he'll do whatever I ask him. So, I mean, again, are you making the right decision for the coaching staff just because you have a yes guy that you're not paying because the Giants are still paying him? I mean, we haven't, like Bob said, right, to reiterate his point, we haven't won in a while. So we don't have Tom Brady anymore, and you can't keep running the team like you have Tom Brady, and that's what he's done since he's been gone. You don't have him. So you can't talk to the press the same way you did. You can't, you know, talk to the players to say, I mean, something has to change. And I think that's the biggest worry I have about this year. I don't, besides Bill O'Brien, you know, I don't see a change in, you know, how he, how he talks and, and all that stuff. And there's even talk today that, and I think you might've heard this too, Mike, that this, that there seems to still be a disconnect with, with Belichick and um, Jones. There's an uneasy. I forget how they termed it, but there's. It's almost like there hasn't been that meeting where Belichick said to him, "Hey, listen, you know what? I made some mistakes last year, and you know, righted the ship." Like there hasn't been that conversation of, "Hey, you know what? I, you know, I, I did some things wrong. That didn't help you last year." So, I mean, it's a long-winded answer, but I, I just, I don't think, I. I I just don't see the love. Nothing's changed. And I mean, we can't keep doing, making bad decisions and, you know, not what's doing right for the team and expect what we've been seeing to change. Um, that, that, that would be my biggest worry. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in Patriots nation share your curiosity and they also share your anxiety on that too, Scott, when it comes to Joe judge. Yeah. I think a lot of people were surprised that there wasn't maybe a little bit more accountability uh, held on that. Bill Belichick was very matter of fact when he was asked about it. He says he's a great coach. He'll be a part of our team. He'll do what I tell him to do. And that was pretty much it. Uh, when we tried to press him a little bit on the subject, uh, Bill was basically very standoffish saying, we've moved on. It's in the past. We're not going to talk about it. We're focused on the field today. I'm accountable. I'm responsible. And that was it. And that's pretty much when he said those words, we pretty much knew that that was all that was going to be said on that. So, Mike, let let me ask you a question. So when you say Mm -hmm. that, right, so Mm -hmm. think about think about what he's saying. So he's saying he's accountable, but but he never comes out and says, I mean, you could say the same thing and placate everybody. If you said, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to talk about it once. You know, last year, you know, I made some decisions that weren't didn't work out well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I, I, you know, in the off season, I address those issues and I don't expect it to be that way this year. So we're moving on, but he never takes that. He never, he never takes that. He says he's accountable, but he never comes out and says, this is what I did. Right. So he's he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Well, if you're accountable, then say you're accountable. Don't just say I'm accountable. What is, so what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I guess is my is my question. You know that that's yeah, how and, I and I th- and I think in a lot of ways what that was was this is all you're going to get on the subject, and that's pretty much that. So I think yeah. that's where it ended because the questions pretty much ended after that point when it came to Joe Judge, the OTA fiasco, and that pretty much put an end to it. So I, I agree with you. I think there is still a lot of uneasiness about Joe Judge being here. I will say this from the action that we saw on the field on Wednesday. He was very involved with the special teams, uh, you know, aspects, very involved with a lot of the special teamers out there. So it's looking like that's probably where his concerted efforts are going to be concentrated for the 2023 season, which it is a specialty. That's what he did well up here when he was a coach years ago for the New England Patriots. Dave, when it comes to the Patriots defensive side of the ball, there haven't been many 
overt changes. But one thing that did change a little bit in the offseason was Gerard Mayo. Was supposedly, he was getting much more of a promotion. He's still on this Patriots staff, even though a lot of people believe that he might chase a defensive coordinator position somewhere else, maybe even a head coaching position. Um, the job title has not come, but apparently new responsibilities have come as a result. Is this a good move for the New England Patriots defense? Is Gerard going to end up becoming that defensive coordinator, or might he even be head coach in the waiting at this point? Well, good. I want to I want to talk some positivity now, so that works out well. Um, <laughs> I uh, yes, I think them re- retaining Mayo was was a great decision. Um, you know, it is curious about what position he's going to uh, a role he's going to have in the team. Uh, his title is the same as Steve Belichick's, which is interesting. Um, you know, but I think he is someone that they look at is, uh, as being molded, uh, for the future, whether that's here or not, I don't know, because, you know, we don't know what, um, is going to happen with Bill and, and, and that, um, sort of, um, you know, it's been kind of some of the issues to, to go off the question for a minute is that he used to seem to have something in place each time a coach left and that sort of stopped happening where now we've got, seen some of the stop gaps, but Back to the de- the defensive part of it, yeah. I mean, I think uh, between uh, Godshaw and um, Barmore, they have a couple of young studs there on the defensive line. You know, I love Wise. Um, you know, I think Guy is good. Um, they they brought in the um, second rounder there, um, Keon White. You know, on on the end, I so I think that they're pretty strong up front. Um, you know, I, I think that. Um, Dietrich has turned himself into a leader there, um, really working with those guys. And then, of course, you know, Judon, he's probably him and um, Stevenson for the team as a whole. That's really the faces of the team, right? Um, he's sort of the the the, the alpha right now. Um, you got Bentley, you got Uche, you know, some of these guys. And then, you know, really where I think a lot of things are won and lost in the NFL now, obviously we always talk about quarterback play, but for, me, for my money – you know, I talked about those as edge rushers, but the cornerbacks to me is probably number two, right? Where mm-hmm. you need to have that stud. You need a quarterback, and then for my money, you need the the cornerback. And I think they got a fantastic pick at, at seventeen there with Gonzalez. I think the the Jones boys um, showed some promise. You know, obviously, um, you know, there's going to be some big shoes to fill with McCourty. Um, but that's more on a leadership level. I mean, no disrespect to him. He had lost a step a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, as you saw today, they worked out a bunch of guys there. They have Mills working at the position. I think Mills is a very serviceable player. Um, you know, uh, Peppers, I'm glad to see they brought him back. I was a little concerned when they when they didn't at the time. I think Duggar has um, some really good upside. He needs he, – he misses some plays. And, and we've talked about this before. I'm a safety guy, <laughs> so um, that you know maybe I'm maybe that's a little bit um, uh, wishful thinking on my part. But you know, um, Bledsoe, Phillips, they all saw um, spots for that free safety position to fill in um, today. So I think there's you know, in in let's go back to it again for a minute. They may not have a defensive coordinator per se, but they have maybe the all-time mastermind in defense of Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. right? So if anyone's coaching these guys up, our next man up philosophy, you know, they're fairly deep in these positions, you know, assuming no injuries, let's not, you know, knock on wood there. 
Um, I, I, I think this is one of their bright spots. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would agree. I definitely agree with you. This team is stacked on defense. Um, and I think the additions that they've made in terms of making uh, Christian Gonzalez their first round draft pick, obviously they're going to miss the savvy. They're going to miss the on-field presence of Devin McCourty. No one's denying that. Um, but when you can fill that position physically with guys like Jalen Mills, I think you will see Adrian Phillips play a little bit more uh, free this year because of the experience that he has. Even though it's not his forte, I still think he's capable of providing that type of leadership that the Patriots are going to need. And Kyle Duggar, I think, a step up year for him. So good stuff in the secondary. The front seven continues to be a staple of this team as well. And again, you know, Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo and Stephen Belichick running things on the coaching side of the ball. Uh, I think the Patriots are well equipped to have this defense hold them in check when maybe the offense might not be up to the challenge. And hopefully they will be a little bit more this year with Bill O'Brien. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure, always an honor when you guys join me here. But we're not quite done yet, folks, because we're going to do a little round robin, gentlemen. And uh, okay. based on your historical knowledge of the New England Patriots, <laughs> because you guys have covered this team, you've seen this team, you've been fans, you've been through the ups, the downs, the highs and the lows. When you look at this team in 2023, based on the stuff that you've seen from other teams, what is your prediction for the New England Patriots? Doesn't have to be a numerical record. Might be a little bit early. If you want to throw one in, you're more than welcome to do it. Uh, but what do you see coming down the pike for these New England Patriots? I guess a bold prediction or a safe prediction, depending on the mood that you're in. Bob, we'll start with you. <laughs> they have to win at least 10 games. Um, they really got to win the games. I mean, last year they lost a couple games in the, the last – Two minutes, they won a you know a big game against the Jets in the last play. I mean, they got to play smart, and uh, if they play smart and they stay healthy, uh, even though it's a tough division, I mean, I'm not scared so much of Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are always the Jets. Um, the Bills have had their chance, and if they don't do it, there's even more pressure on the Bills now uh, than there ever has been before. So I see them faltering, and I see that there's an opening and. Miami plays is tough, but um, if everything falls to play and everyone stays healthy, I think we got some athletes. These last couple drafts I'm excited about. So I'm looking at uh, 10 wins, and uh, the Bill and Bill show uh, leads us to the playoffs. So <laughs> I have to be optimistic, and uh, maybe I'm uh, sweet dreams, but uh, if we want to be a fan, you always got to be optimistic, and that's what life's all about, being optimistic. So I'm saying 10. Definitely. You've got a sympathetic ear here. I try to be as positive as I can be here on Locked On Patriots. Scott, we go to you. Based on right. your historical knowledge, based on All your right. gut reactions, uh, based on what we've talked about tonight, what are your predictions or what is your feeling regarding these 2023 New England Patriots? Well, I, I think we're going to see a better product on the field this year than we saw last year. Um, I think you're going to see, obviously, a, a, you know, a better offense. But I think you know, by what we talked about, I think you're going to, I think we're going to kind of get more old school Patriots this year than we have been in, in, in the past. I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to be um, a, a big factor this year. I think Ty Montgomery, I think we're going to look at more of a ball control offense, kind of like mm -hmm. in, in the past. Um, I think they are going to take some shots in the passing game, but I think the way, you know, you guys talked about, they loaded up on defense. I think defense is going to be their strong point. I think they're going to look to try to control time of possession. 
with the running backs they have, you know, Ty Montgomery, you can catch a pass out of the backfield. Um, so I, I, I think you're going to see, I, I think you're going to see a different kind of offense. And like I said, this, 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 they're going to, you know, probably I would think they're going to go back to that short passing game. And uh, as far as a record, I'm going to, I'm going to say nine and eight. I, mean, I think they're going to end up with the winning record, but um, I, they got a tough schedule. And, yeah. you, you know, I, I think when you look at, if you match talent to talent, um, you know, it's it, it's hard to say that you can compare them. I mean, at least let's say on offense. I mean, I think if you look at Miami, Buffalo, um, and even New York, I, I mean, the Jets, eventually one year they're going to have to have a good year. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're loaded on wide receiver. I mean, they do have Aaron Rodgers now. So if you look at pure offensive talent, not knowing what Mac Jones is going to, you know, is, is Mac Jones going to turn into, you know, a star in the league? Is he going to turn into, you know, a very good quarterback? Not knowing that if you stack up talent for each team in the division and even in the AFC, it's hard to say that the Patriots measure up. They got a lot of good guys, mm. but again, they don't have that, that star. And it could be Ramondre Stevenson, you know, it could be him, you know, mm. Schuster, you know, I didn't mention him in the beginning, but really, if you look at it, he was a move that the Patriots make a lot of. He kind of fell to the Patriots. They didn't have to pay a lot of money for him. So it's not like they went out and got that stud-wide receiver. I mean, Juju kind of fell to them, and then it was the right amount of money, so the Patriots signed him. So I, like I said, that would be my only that would be my only caveat. But I think they're going to be defensively strong. I think they're going to go back to, you know, a ball control offense. So And, you know, they'll – They'll be nine and eight, and hopefully I'm wrong, and they win a lot more. But that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with. Very good, Dave, the man with the greatest patience in the room right now. What are you seeing <laughs> for these New England Patriots based on where they've been and where you think they can possibly go? Well, the biggest issue is you know I I, I agree with Scott. I think they'll be have a better offensive product out there. I think they always have a good defensive product. I think they were abysmal in special teams last year, which made a big deal. Um, you talk about accountability. Cam Akers shouldn't have a job. Um, maybe they should have put a judge there and, and just straighten that out. But anyway, that's, there's my, uh, there's my inner Scott coming out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as the team goes, I mean, Vegas has them over under of seven and a half. Um, I do see them as over. I'd like, I like Bob's um, optimism. Um, and you know, I think we all want them to, we want to be wrong. We'd love to see them be 14 and two, but realistically speaking, I, I will say they'll be over that seven and a half. Do I think they're, they're going to be a playoff team or, or, or make, uh, any moves in the playoffs? I don't. And a lot of that has to do with really the strength of schedule. I mean, they're that they've got the third, I don't want to say worst, um, strength of schedule, mm-hmm. you know, the, the combined teams that they're playing had a last year, a, um, uh, 549 winning percentage. Um, you know, that that's tough. They're in a tough division. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the Brady game isn't, it's going to be great for the fans. I don't think it's going to be great for the team. Um, you know, well, let me, uh, let me throw a caveat. Brady might be playing. <laughs> he, he could be starting for the Raiders. So that, that, that could, that could, uh, that could come to fruition. That, that has road. been debunked. There are rules that you can't be a um, owner or in a player. So, you would have to um, file paperwork <laughs> too. So yeah, because that would have been kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> but no. So I wish you know. I obviously want them to to win, uh, but I have to be realistic. Um, I th- you know I think they'll be have closer games. 
I think they'll 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 have some solid things. I think they will um, they will grow as a team, but I just don't see them being a playoff team or um, you know being much over five hundred. Folks, definitely check them out on Untold Patriot Stories. It is a phenomenal podcast, and the wisdom and counsel that they lent tonight, folks, doesn't just come from a fan's perspective. It also comes from a historical perspective as well. Three of the great Patriot minds in the business grace the airwaves tonight here on Locked On Patriots, and we are thrilled to have them, and we can't wait to have you guys back. Before I let you go, gentlemen, please, let's go around the room one more time. Let everyone know, all of our listeners, where they can find you, your great work, and anything you'd like us to know about Untold Patriot Stories or any project you currently have going on right now. Bob, let's start with you. Yeah, so our subtitle for Untold Patriot Story is Overcoming Obstacles and Adversity to Become Better People. So a lot of uh, the stories that we have with not only players and coaches and media people is uh, getting some some little bit of wisdom, a little bit of uh, something to get you through maybe a stress or an anxiety or something that uh, you might have gone through or going through. And if you can listen to, uh, you know, Tali Betacan said, show up, you know, when you're participating, show up, be there mm-hmm. spiritually, mentally, physically, and just engage to whoever you're talking to, your son, your wife, your teacher, you know, just so little things like that, uh, Dietrich Wise, you know, his whole belief system and, and the mindset and all that kind of stuff. So that's a lot of what we want to kind of get across is that there were guys get to an elite level, but they got there because they were encouraged and supported somewhere along the way. And then they believed in themselves and then they acted as a team player and did their job and do what they have to do. So those are some of the lessons that we like to bring out. And, you know, some of the historical facts when we go back to 1960, although we we uh, haven't had too many players back from then, but there's a lot of history with the Boston Patriots and a lot of fans that are listening to us throughout the world uh, like to hear some of those stories from the 70s and 80s uh, when maybe we had uh, one good team every 10 years. So <laughs> hopefully we'll come back to that and be a playoff team. And uh, and if there's anyone out there that's uh, interested in uh, kind of working with that mentality and the mindset, that's kind of one of the things that I'm doing now is – is doing some personal coaching and, and sharing some of these stories and uh, with people to kind of help them uh, upgrade themselves. So I uh, appreciate that little uh, shout out for uh, people that want to uh, kind of relieve some of the stress and anxiety of life. Uh, reach out to me and see if we can help you. Absolutely. So well said, Bob, and thank you. Scott, floor is yours, my friend. All right. So the one thing I want to say is, you know, when we, when we started this and brought Dave in, you know, that they say you're not working if you're doing something you love. And, you know, although I, although Dave likes to pick on me because I'm negative (laughs) as as being a Patriots fan and as a diehard Patriots fan as I am, um, you know, we got used to, we got, we got spoiled and it's just, you know, it's hard to watch some of the stuff we've watched over the last couple of years when, when you look at what the organization was like. So it's not so much being negative as, is just, you know, calling it as, as I see it as, you know, as what's happening now. But as far as the podcast, if you're a Patriots fan and you like to hear stuff come directly from the mouths of players or somebody in the media or, you know, the, the amount of people we've had on, I mean, we, we've done a lot of episodes. It's been in July, it'll be a year, believe it or not. And uh, I think we're going to be close to 60 or not even, even maybe even over 60 episodes. And, um, it's truly been a lot of fun and, you know, to hear some of the stuff that these guys say. And, and I think that one of the biggest things is, is I think that we all take away from this 
is when we've done these podcasts at the end of the podcast, the amount of times we've heard, um, you know, thank you guys for talking to me and, you know, having me on. And, you know, this is great what you're doing for these guys. And whether it's even an email or a text after the podcast for, you know, just to say, you know, I want to tell some other guys because that was just really nice, you know, that you, that you want to talk to some of these, you know, these older players and players that haven't been around for a while and think that they've forgotten. So I, I think when we're fans, you know, when we do this, I don't think sometimes we realize how much of an impact we have on the lives of some of these guys that played, you know, and, and are suffering from CTE or have, um, you know, bad knees. or I mean, w- whatever it is. And uh, to Bob's point, they went through some pretty, pretty intense stuff. So I think there's a lot of stuff we have out there and we always try to get, you know, one story from each player um, that nobody would have known unless that player told them. And we've had some good ones, um, had some great guests, uh, you know, Bob Lobel from the media, um, Upton Bell, um, some great players. I mean, th- there's a whole list. So you can find us anywhere where you get your, your podcast, Untold Patriot Stories. And I think if you take the time to listen, even from the beginning, uh, you're going to hear a lot of great stories. And if you're a Patriots fan, you're going to enjoy them. And, you know, one of the things we try to do is get better. Uh, you know, we do a lot of things different now, just like I'm sure, Mike, you know, you've done. Uh, we do a lot of things different from when we first started the podcast. We're going to start doing some some live podcasts. We got, you know, all the equipment to do that. We're going to be doing something at Pearl Street Station. And what's the date on that, Bob? June 25th. June 25th, Sunday. It's Sunday yep. after Father's Day. So we'll do some trivia and we'll give away some stuff. So uh, your father deserves even more on Father's Day. We're going to extend Father's Day for another week. So come on down. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, if you're if you're around, we'd love to have you come down. But you know, that happens to... to be the day after my birthday, gentlemen. I would love to spend that weekend with you. So you know what? Let's look right. this up, folks. Let's yeah, do you it. You can come down and have some good food at Pearl Street Station, and 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 uh, you know, do do a live one. We're going to do some trivia and all that stuff. But we're branching out a little bit with that. But we've really enjoyed it, and we definitely appreciate somebody like you. You know, we had you on our podcast. You know, now That's you're having one. us on yours. And you know, how long you how long have you been doing this, Mike? Uh, in August, it'll be my fourth year uh, as uh, host of Locked On Patriots, and it feels like uh, I just started uh, the other day. Uh, I really, really had. It's been a tremendous ride, and uh, having the opportunity to be one of uh, one of the first guests on your pod, yep. I believe. I was Absolutely. one of the early ones. Uh, yes. really uh, was uh, truly an honor, uh, and I was truly grateful for that. And I'm so glad that you guys had the opportunity to join me here tonight. And, uh, Dave, I haven't forgotten about you. The floor is still yours, my friend. Please let everyone know where they can find you, interact with you, uh, and anything else you'd like uh, our listeners here on Lockdown Patriots to know. Yeah, no, I'd love to have you on the show because that was that was BD before Dave when when you know and it exponentially has gotten better since. But um, I'll say I'd say it's better equipment. But anyway, um, no, I mean the, the, these guys have done a, a good service to our to our podcast with what they've yeah. said so far. The only thing that I will add to that is, um, you know, we've had some big name people, you know, Hall of Famers like Steve Nelson, you know, and you know, big name big names that people would probably if they looked on the list to, to go to what we've found is some of these guys um, that you may not have heard of have some of the best stories. Um, right. We had a guest on Elgin Davis, who you may never have heard of played nine games for the Patriots in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just, uh, I, I can't even the right word. We had chills talking to him, a very powerful podcast. I guess that's the, that's the way to put it. Um, a whole range of emotions, um, very, very interesting man. Um, 
you know, I, I don't do a lot of promoting on my personal pages of it, but I, when we did that, I was like, please listen to this. If you're going to listen to our show, listen to Elgin Davis. Um, you know, so they're, they may surprise you. Some of the people that maybe you weren't as interested in at, at the beginning, um, that really um, have some great things to say. And I, we try and keep it light. You know, Bob always, always tries to bring in, um, you know, some of the, the, the be, becoming better people, you know, I've had folks, especially particularly some of the, the uh, media people that we've had on that they've dealt with, you know, either alcoholism or depression and things and, you know, how they still be, are, are on top and being successful. So I think that's the extra twist we bring to it. Um, it's, it's, you know, much more personalized and, um, you know, just everyday people uh, over and above them being, you know, famous for sports. Mm, absolutely. And sometimes the greatest stories are the ones that you didn't expect to have told. And that's what you can find, folks, on Untold Patriot Stories. Again, my honor, my privilege to have been a guest, one of their guests, and each and every episode gets better than the next. Uh, definitely check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, folks, thank you all so much for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and your first listen every day. On behalf of three great men, and I say that without hesitation and without qualification, Bob Heilberg, Scott Pruzak, Dave Usher, I am Mike DeBate. Thank you once again, folks. Continue to stay safe and stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Patriots. Go Pats.